before we get to today's show, I'd first like to thank our patrons for this episode. Tristan Wilkinson, Rory Greer, Daniel Allen Kleppen, Varun Joshi, Teenage Mutant Mitch McConnell, Sam Hartmans, Slurm King, Alec Bartman, Spino, Cody Swimmer, and Isaac Liebler. If you'd like to support support this podcast, then please go to patreon.com slash emblemcast. Now let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Emblem Cast. We are here for Conquest Part 1, Fates uh, Part 4, Podcast uh, Part uh, A Million. Uh, how are you guys doing? How, how uh, did your Conquest run go? You're groaning. I hear you're groaning. Big life is pain. Here. Is it a groan of increasing discomfort? It is. <laughs> yep. It is, actually. Are you groaning because your father's forced you to kill civilians for reasons? Yo, how'd you know? That's crazy. I know, I know. Slime Daddy. That's a throwback. <laughs> Weren't it so lucky that Hans just like did all of that for them? They didn't have to get. By, by the way, guy. before yeah. we get into this, we should mention. Um, I think we probably mentioned it last episode, but that was like I live in dog years, so that was like you know like a decade ago at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, we played up to what we played through fifteen, right? So if yeah, for yes. whatever you're listening to conquest or if you're playing along with us or something like that we're going to be discussing what i think the route split starts on seven right seven yes. through 15 yeah. we're covering seven through 15 yeah so i guess yeah let's just quickly before we go into story how is everyone enjoying conquest so far i've been enjoying it i mean the story i've been regretting every moment since i told myself told you guys i was gonna be the lore guy i did read i don't don't know why you did i did read it all this time i did it because i felt bad for not like (laughs) finishing some drafts and stuff in the past so i was like you know what i'll be like the this is your penance that is that is adequate penance story yep yeah Yeah, i'm gonna be like the like the guy who's in Monty Python, like hitting, like the monk, like hitting themselves in the face. With the board. Yeah, that's yeah. that's me. <laughs> those those are real too. People did that. I know. I know. But beating I just the think... shadow of themselves made them closer to God. I yep. just think of it as and this: Fire... it's only going to get worse Fate... with revelations. Yeah, oh, and Fire Emblem certainly does not put you closer to God. It does the opposite. No, <laughs> makes you stray farther from Kaga. Yep, farther from we, Kaga. We stray from Kaga's light every day. R- regardless, though, very similar to Engage. Man, this is some of the best gameplay in the series. I'm having a blast, like, playing the game. I'm having a ton of fun. Similar to Engage, guys? I'm realizing that I kind of need at least baseline competence in characters or story, or just, like, something to keep me grabbed. Like, yeah. Engage, That's I just totally kind of figured out because I didn't care. Uh, like and because I knew we'd play it again for the podcast eventually, but mm. uh, conquest I'm kind of feeling the same way. Like I'm just kind of proceeding out of obligation. The gameplay is really good mostly, uh, but it's occasionally frustrating. Like every three or four chapters, there'll be one yep. that's just like immensely frustrating. Um, not unfair, I don't think. But this is my first time playing it basically, or playing it past like chapter eleven. 
So uh, just figuring it out can take a long time. And the solution usually involves like going back to base and fucking around with items more and it can get kind of tedious. Tonics, and that's fine. You know, Again, I don't think it's unfair. The gameplay is overall very good. But uh, what would help me get through that frustration would be is if I cared about anything else. And unfortunately, yeah. that's not the case here. Also, uh, I made Corrin a Cavalier and Paladin, which gameplay-wise worked out very well, but it means that her fucking pants are off in every <laughs> single cutscene. And it's just Don't worry. Painful. It's fine. That that's like most... It's so terrible that it's already that it's not really ruining anything, and it indeed kind of is funny, but mostly it's just cringeworthy, and I don't like it. And what the if fuck were they thinking with those better? armor designs? Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, there are very few classes where that's not the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like I, base... I think Wyvern too. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah, even even the base base like Nor Princess. Like, they yeah, looked at the promotion. fucking mini skirt wearing Pegasus riders and thought, "This is too practical. We need to make it more <laughs> sexy." Well, I for I forgot. I'm so used to just seeing like a portrait or something like Camilla with you know her upper half of her body, which the the game loves to focus on, as we all know. Yeah. But I forgot <laughs> that her model is her wearing like like a, for lack of a better word, it's like a metal armored thong. <laughs> like that's yeah. what's you know there's, there's nothing, there's nothing there. <laughs> it it reminds me this is such a weird specific reference but for like the three people who know what i'm talking about they're they're gonna be like shouting it, it reminds me if anyone has seen robin hood men in i think it's robin hood men in tights there's a whole like joke in that movie about a chastity belt and you see it at the end of the movie and it's legitimately like metal underwear with a giant lock on it that's it was not a yeah. serious war drama. <laughs> yeah, it's a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> yeah. Not one of his best, um, but, you know. It, it especially oh, also wasn't supposed to be the dark counterpart, the dark and gritty counterpart no. to uh, no. the events of Birthright. I just yeah. keep thinking about that novelist that they hired who wrote, like, apparently hundreds of pages, and I'm just wondering, like, and, and maybe this is known, but... Was there something there that was ruined, or was he just like a shitty anime dude who was writing a bunch of crap that they just used? I don't know I if it's ever like fully it, been all, detailed. Yeah, all we know is that he wrote original story. He, they only asked him for like an outline, and they get, he came back with like a, the full hundred pages and whatnot. And the mm -hmm. only thing else we know about this story is that originally in Birthright, it was uh, Kagero who was going to be like a print, the older sister, Birthright princess. But oh, I then, forgot about that. Yeah. But then they liked uh, Kozakai's, uh, or the artist's, uh, Hinoka design so much that then they made her the older sister and then made demoted Kagero to. Um, uh, retainer, Chain. but other than yeah, that, that explains why Hinoka has nothing to do, right? Yeah. And why she just sort of shows up, and we're, we're like, Kagero, she gets rescued multiple times as, like, you know, the standard, like, ah, rescue, rescue the princess type thing, which you know would make sense, but it, it will make sense in terms of Fire Emblem tradition, but sure. yeah, other than also, that, we, we don't know really what it also how much how much sense. of that hundred pages became into the fate story or how yep. much was disregarded we don't that know that connection <laughs> makes sense because her design is probably the most uh, equivocal to camilla's in terms of hoshido people like oh very true clearly the fan <laughs> yeah. service character on that side and it's like oh yeah like oh yeah shit they're meant to be weird parallels of each other okay not very creative i guess but you know yeah and hinoka's just like 
mostly wearing the generic Pegasus. <laughs> like, right. I do. I want to take issue in this game. It introduced a format that Engage also used, also to its detriment, where you've got royal characters and they each have two retainers. And that means yeah. that basically in terms of like, who is this character? Why are they fighting in this army? What are they doing here? For two thirds of the cast, the answer is because my boss told me to. Yep. Yeah, and that, that's bad enough on its face, but then you have units like Perry, where they're just fucking <laughs> yeah, insane monsters only. that are being yeah, deployed. Or like the Awakening units, who are here. I, I read a summary of the DLC because I was curious, and they're like, they're they're there to like help with the third route shit, but instead they're fucking around just supporting units in this. It's even worse in Conquest, because like at least in Birthright yeah. you can say like, okay, they want to save the world from the Conqueror first, but in Conquest they yeah, just... They want to save their like, homeland. Okay, let's fucking conquer this country. That that's probably what we're here to well, do, right? That if, makes sense. If, if we're gonna be super technical, actually, in the DLC, they are given the mission from Good Anakos to go help and support Corin through their journey, knowing that he will eventually Corin will eventually come back to defeat Anakos. But okay, so if I'm if I'm a veteran who has saved the world, sorry, I interrupted you. No, go um, ahead. If I'm a veteran who has saved the world and I'm told to go support this like young princeling. And they are going to go conquer the world in the name of their evil slime daddy. I would probably like offer them some advice, maybe counsel them to not do that um, instead of just being like, "Okie dokie, Corin, let's go." But, then, but I guess that's then, everyone in this game. But then in, you have the inverse in Birthright, where they actively try to kill Corin. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, every, every single time, where it's like, "No, that's not your mission. That's not what you're supposed to be doing." Yeah, their existence is really only justified in exactly Revelation. Otherwise, they're just weird. Even in Revelations, because uh, Laszlo will kill Severa and Corrin in one chapter. It's fine. It's fine. Stop that. Really? Know. It's fine. Yeah, there, I don't there, remember that. Yeah, there is There is a... a you fight Laszlo as an enemy specifically once, and you have Severa and Corrin at the time, so you can have Laszlo no. kill both of them. And like, way to go. You killed not only the person you were there to protect, but also one of the people you came back with. <laughs> yeah, imagine trying to break that to Odin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what we're saying way, is this, this game was really well thought out, especially from a narrative. Very well thought out, for sure. The other thing I want to mention, just because you were talking a little bit earlier about map design, Husser. This is going to be like way more relevant uh, next episode when we talk about the back half of this game. But I feel like with games like less so, um, less so Echoes because that was a remake. But with games like Three Houses and Engage, Three Houses in particular, it really feels like the maps were designed around the whole turn wheel mechanic, and it seems like something that would have really benefited benefited this game um there are means to do a very similar thing <laughs> which i'm sure some of us are doing but the the turn wheel mechanic oh my god especially when you get to what is it like 24 that hanoka chapter with all the dragon veins have fun <laughs> i don't know why fates changed the rng like 2rn was perfect it's back now it's back. Yeah, they brought it back in Engage. Engage no, brought engage, back a lot of shitty stuff from Fates. Mm, I don't yeah. know why. Well, even but... even SOV had it. I think I can't remember if we have, the debate was ever settled if Three Houses had Fates RN. But I guess the idea was that you ended up in those situations where it, having sub fifty hit rate was like, all right, you're ba you're basically invincible, 
and I guess they wanted to ad- sort of stop that from happening. Yeah. To I would genuinely prefer one RN if they wanted to stop that so badly. At least that's intuitive. Like that's the appeal of Fire Emblem is that you can math it out yourself and like yeah take risks because you know how shit works instead of like a JRPG where you press attack and you see six six seven. But it's like okay, I guess. Yeah. True. <laughs> But then, then you get all those people mad that they missed the ninety nine hit more so, so than used to you already end. get. <laughs> but I don't think this is a big problem. the The units that are usually known for dodge tanking need all the help that they can get. Tr- yeah, it's, true. It's but weird when they make units that are designed to like leverage evasion, but then uh, the RN system of the game actively works against doing that. Unless you yeah. can get them to, unless you can get them to like zero hit, which you can't really do in Fates. It's not like it's uh, engage where you can just cheese at 150 avoid with like covert and shit. Yeah, uh, but then, but then imagine like Rioma with like two. Oh red. yeah, then then, then, already that, then that's He's the already next broken. level of invincibility. <laughs> He's, He's already broken. broken. That's fine. You can let him avoid everything. Why not? Chef, before we move on here, you're playing the game on Lunatic, aren't you? Yes, I am. I I'm currently on chapter eighteen of Lunatic. Oh boy, how's Would how's you that going for you? As a lunatic, Sheffin? I guess we know I would describe. I, I, I feel like you kind of are. Yeah, <laughs> we're going through this. It uh, it actually hasn't been too bad, mostly because I made a lot of early uh early draft picks because I grabbed uh Arthur, Silas, and Mozu. So yeah, I had I had I had enough people for the early game where a lot of drafts you just don't have anyone and conquest you really need a lot of people early on yes uh i will say the the thing i had to do that i felt most dirty doing was i had to use the first second seal to make mosu an archer i couldn't i could didn't give it to corin i I didn't give it to felicia i had to give it to mosu And I was like, right. "What are you running here? Are you gonna go adventure for her or bow knight or something?" No, or? just just uh, just Kinshi knight. But I she had to she okay. had to go archer because villager is like so useless of a class. Oh. And I was planning it out like, man, I really need an archer for chapter ten. And is it capped in this game? Because isn't it isn't it capped at ten? I think in Awakening, I think villager gets capped, right? No, no, it, go, it, it goes all the way to twenty. It goes to twenty. Okay, it's just yeah. a normal class in this game. Yeah, it's just yeah. a no- it's just yeah. a normal class that just it has just aptitude and then uh, under fair. <laughs> it it really just sucks. See, it's just stat wise and re- weapon, just basic lance like that doesn't get anything. See, aren't aren't you excited when we play Revelations when we allowed uh, DLC items? You can go like you can go yeah, Dreadfighter yeah, Dread Mozu Fighter, or something. Dreadfighter Mozu. I did that yeah. once. That's fun. That's a fun build. <laughs> well, that that's just the that's just the item being fun. Yeah. Well, but, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, with my current draft team, the early game was able to do it. I just had to uh, use Elise as my free unit for like every single chapter I had a free yeah. unit available. And now uh, now I've got, uh, I had Silas, Mary, Azura, and then I got Sophie, and I just promoted, uh, made her a Falcon Knight. So now I have another mm-hmm. staff user, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Oh, and you got Felicia too. I forgot because I went male corn this route. I went female last time. Obviously, if you're you're reclassing, you know Jacob is going to be the preference. But uh, it in at least in my experience right now, you know, because we're on chapter sixteen, I've still been deploying Felicia every chapter, and with like Flame Shuriken, she's doing pretty well. Jacob, I benched pretty early in in Birthright. Uh, she's she's pretty good. Yeah, 
and just also gives nice, nice. Uh, I think her personal is also just nice for the plus two, plus two damage yeah. and plus two defense. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jacobs is probable in the long term is probably better with just the minus three or plus three defense and uh, plus fifteen avoid, which is that's that's really nice. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it's a support unit. You take you take what you can get. Yeah, I'm using my only staff. Yeah, I'm using him a ton because he's my only staff user. Yeah, and well, like fair. Staves, you use staves. Like, all right, man, you you yeah. you, you, you go. Oh, now <laughs> I have a new one because I captured a random Pegasus and promoted it to Falcon Knight. Ah, to there you go. <laughs> Love that you capture. Fly, flying, flying. Yeah. How how has capture been for you, Hustler? As the as the yeah, only person with capture. I have I've been trying in conquest. I've been underutilizing it a bit just because the levels are hard, so I don't always have the opportunity to capture who I want, like and right. beat it. Um, but I, I just I've been picking up stuff that I know has good para bonuses here and there, like diviners, Pegasus Knights, um, you know, or stuff that I can promote. Um, and it's it's pretty nice. It's really useful to have a unit that you don't care much if it dies that you can just throw out there. You're just uh, especially to in conquest because yeah. it's hard and just having. And you're that playing on hardware there. too, right? So you, yeah, just having yeah. any kind of shield like space. that. Yeah. yeah. Have you been sent that special how, how, edition? Damn it! I'm going to use it. <laughs> yeah. How many people have you sent into the meat grinder of generic? So scavenger? many. Like all of those, like force deployed, underafted units, pretty much. Oh, they're all gone. They're all <laughs> and then... gone, and a bunch of uh, like captured Pegasus knights and knights. Mm. All Dissolve. sorts of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, because that that's it's great. It's like I'm playing Shadow Dragon. <laughs> Just like it's cool. Farewell. <laughs> farewell, random name. Yeah. I really wish after Thracia and, and this game they had done more with capture. I think maybe it was a, like a little bit overboard in Thracia, but it, it was a cool mechanic. I really wish they they had used it more. Before we get off this topic too, because you mentioned Felicia's personals, this this is something maybe this will come up a little bit more with Rev when we've got all the units. But um, I like personals in this game way more than I like them in Engage. Engage it feels like for like. 85% of the characters, it, they do absolutely nothing. But yeah. this game, it, it feels like, at least on average, they're a little bit more impactful. They're not, like, character-defining or game-changing, really, but at least they, like, do something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the the person, they This is technically, I guess, their first attempt at sort of class or cast-wide person. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so, right? I think it is. I mean, Genealogy yeah. had all the classic skills for the first time, so they were basically personal skills there. Yeah, in the sense of sure, that. But, sure. but that even then, not everyone had skills. Yeah. So, But here, yeah. here, everyone's got the personal skills. And most, most of them, fairly useful. There's and a then, couple of exceptions. Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. exceptions. Selena. Like, yeah, Selena's is yeah. like completely worthless. It's I don't when it's, if she's when, in attack uh, stance and she's the supporting partner, if the main attacker gets a crit, then Selena's follow up is guaranteed to be a crit. Wow, which, yeah, that's so it. Yeah, it's bad. So it's, it's like bad. you need to first crit. The enemy needs to not die to the crit, and then Selena's. And then you have to get value out of the second crit. Yeah, that's at ha- that's still that's still that's like great. the half damage from attack stancing, anyways. Right. So it's like that sounds like the type of thing that like an early, like early kind of FE community tier list. She would have been taken down on a tier list just because like her personal is bad <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, it is it is nice for a first first attempt at personal skills. Pretty good, but then as you're starting yeah. to see with like uh, in three houses and especially now in the games, like they don't want to re redo a lot of the ideas. Which no. then they start they start running into the problem of like, which, well, what else is I, there to do? I feel like half the personals in engage. I'm literally making the skill up, but it I, it might exist and it was lost somewhere in my mind. Half the skills are engaged are like if there are two male allies within two spaces, you get plus fifteen hit. It's like great. Uh, I mean, uh, cool. I I guess uh, that's <laughs> technically pretty close that's, to that. That's Marin's. It's if there's two uh, there you go. two females next to each other, then you get plus five hit and avoid hit. <laughs> Uh, how how good how great <laughs> i uh, mean marin's already busted but yeah well there is an even more useless skill in personal skill there's fogato's skill personal skill which is oh, if boy. you attack if you attack an enemy that fogato's already attacked he gets plus 10 crit of it <laughs> great wow so <laughs> not only does he have to engage and then get refreshed but it needs to be on an enemy where the crit would matter, or he was risking a crit, and that 10 crit would make a difference. That's so funny. I'd like to see them do more with personals, because I think it's a really cool idea. But they, There's they a lot of really cool ones in Fates. Yeah. I mean, there like, are some yeah. cool ones in Fates. Like, Ranka I mean, is, like, defined by her personal, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, single-handedly takes her from being, like, super mediocre, which is what people thought when the game first came out, to, like, actually being, like, really good. Yep. Just from the back of, um, Whenever she's not at full health, she gains plus four damage. Oh, yeah, that's really yeah. And you can guarantee that by using a um an HP tonic after combat has started. So, like, not before combat and the prep, but, like, after it started, you don't gain full health and you're guaranteed damage. I use that a lot. And captures yeah, right. a personal too, right? Isn't, isn't yeah, capture personal, a personal? Yeah, personal yep. skill for Niles and a roach, and yep. a roach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even uh, even like Silas had an, initially his his personal skill is like when the avatar is under when Corrin's under fifty percent HP, Silas gets like plus three damage and plus three defense. Which initially it was like, man, why would you do that? But then it became so like you can just like you can just like set it up like that, and you get a yeah, ton you can of just set damage. it up. And, yeah, have Corrin as the support because Corrin's personal is like plus two damage and defense for like NEC support partner. And it's yeah. like, all right, just just give him to Silas and boom, Silas has got like plus five attack, plus five defense. Yeah, and like, yeah. Damn, that that goes a long way in the early game. But yeah, yeah then then in three three houses kind of started like the skill, a lot of the skills not mattering. There was still I. I... And then engage is clearly like the culmination of like shit. We're out. We're out. We're out of ideas for personal. I I'd really like to see them return to that, just because, especially with a character like Niles, like we were talking about with you, Husser. It it doesn't necessarily like break the character, but it just makes them more interesting. Because you look and engage is like the best example in the series of this, as we've talked about. As if you're you know if you've if you've played engage i don't even think you need to be a part of like you know tiering viability community sort of thing to to notice this but like the early game units in engage for the most part other than like chloe they they suck <laughs> like all the units you get later on are just better because of bases so you know having that thing that makes oh you know i I have a fighter I just got that's better, but this one has something special it can do. I think that's cool. Anyway, we should get on to the story here. Um, uh, Lord Master, hit hit mm -hmm. us hit us up with it. 
what am I doing? Am I am I uh, yeah, like summarizing little, things here? Yeah, give, a, give us a quick... Fire Emblem Fates Conquest first half in you know two, two minutes. minutes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. go boom. So from, I, from I everything some... that happened since Corin decided to fight with their family that they mm. were raised in, to the so, to finding out that their father is a horrible yeah. slime abomination. Yes. So a a big portion of this game, besides the last like three chapters, I played probably about a month ago, maybe a little bit more at this point. So I am a little bit hazy. Well, I'm gonna news, start off. Like, you are master, so you remember. <laughs> yeah. It all yeah, you should. No, I remember. I re like I I've memorized the script of the game actually. Um, <laughs> many other people have have not done this. I'm going to start off here. I, Keegan, I think I did this for you one night when we were playing a game together or something. I think so. I'm going to read you guys my notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they're, they're, you know, I'm a busy guy. I got a lot going on. So they're, they're kind of bullet point style, but rapid fire. I'll, I'll just, I'll read you what I have. They slowly get more unhinged. I've got chapter seven. Why does Cor Garen already hate Corrin so much? Killing Corrin sounds like a moronic political move. Uh, and Ancos is mentioned in Chapter 7. I don't remember the context. I think maybe Garen just has a throwaway line, but... I remember this. He makes it sound like it's his god. He's like, Yeah, yeah he makes it sound god like... Yeah. God demands Corrin's death. It was, right? a, I mean, interesting. Worth, worth noting, I think. Um, Garen's, quote, plan is to not kill Corrin and let him go because he'll suffer more that way? Question mark. <laughs> Uh, chapter eight. I said corn would be nothing without Silas. Dude is a moron. This is the chapter I believe that they're in the. I think it's the ice the tribe. Oh yeah. Th this oh, is the swamp. This is the eight swamp. Is, no seven seven sw seven swamp. Eight is ice. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is tribe. the ice tribe. For those who don't know or don't remember or you know like want to keep their sanity a little bit <laughs> <laughs> or don't care, um, this is the chapter where for whatever reason Garen is like I, I don't like the Ice Tribe people. They're like are they, are they Hoshiden or are they another one of those neutral parties? I think so they're many technically neutral, neutral countries party. in this game. No, I know te they're technically under uh, Nor, but they they are technically trying to start a revolt or rebellion against right right so garen wants you to murder all of them they they go there i don't even remember what happened does corn get like sick or something he gets sick a blizzard. I think, right no a blizzard a comes. blizzard a it's blizzard. cold that's, that's it's right cold. it's cold and you know a nice family takes takes this sweet young boy in and corn is legitimately about to mention like oh yeah i'm work for like the uh norian royal family and i'm here to like slaughter everyone i hope that's cool and then silas is like dude like don't don't fucking play it cool that. play it cool yeah play play it cool play it cool <laughs> um chapter 10 i don't exactly remember what this line is referring to but it says already foreshadowing azura is corn's cousin spoilers azura is corn's cousin so if you married cool. her like I did in Revelations, ugh, ugh, you know, pulling your shirt out. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 12, my only note is writing gets worse and worse. No reason for Garen to not kill Corrin. And then my last note here is for Chapter 14, where this is after on Chapter 13, where um, you get, what is it, Charlotte and Benny. 
and they're supposed to i think that's the exact is that not the exact same premise of the ice tribe like these guys were about to rebel yeah, and the they want to like yep, yeah they, well, they, they actually they were crush. they were already in open rebellion right yeah. because of scarlet and stuff yeah um so uh oh no scarlet's scarlet's later on whatever no that's, 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 no, that's scarlet. scarlet. That scarlet yeah, yeah. Oh, that is you murder okay that is yeah, yeah. you murder scarlet in that chapter yeah Yes. Okay, I was getting Reyna and Scarlet mixed up. Yeah, you're right. It, it is They're Scarlet. They're both there. So for whatever reason, yes. yeah, for whatever reason, Hans goes on like a rampage and gets has a weird like PNG cutscene thing where his eyes yeah. become purplish red. And for whatever reason, even though like if we're to follow the story up to this point, both Hans and Iago fucking hate you. I don't know why, but they just hate you. <laughs> but Hans, like, he's like, I got your back, bro, similar to Silas, and lies to Slime Daddy about, like, oh, yeah, Corn, Corn loved killing all these people. Uh, this is an exact line I, I copied. Um, this is where Garen is, it's right before the whole dance scene happens, and Garen is like, Corn, I love you again. You're, you're the best kid ever. I'm so happy you killed all these people. This is a line. He says, quote, I'm told you even enjoyed watching the life spark fade from the injured rebel soldiers. I, I, I just, I don't even know what to say. It's funny, first of all. But like, <laughs> there's just absolute. I mean, we all know this, but there's absolutely no subtlety. Like, Garen is the most evil man He's to bad. ever exist. <laughs> it's not even like he has a goal. It's just like he thinks it's fun, but like not in a funny way. It's just like. He he just loves he loves murder he loves he loves killing people, um, and Corin the the incredibly smart character that he is, after nearly ten chapters of all this shit where it's like he doesn't live up to his father's expectation he's about to die but then something happens like okay Corin you can finally prove yourself like go crush this rebellion or whatever after Garen is finally like you did good son. Corrin's response is to be like, that's not true at all. Where did you get this from? I, I, I'm Zero sense of self-preservation. I'm losing yeah. my mind. I'm losing my mind. And then <laughs> I have end... seen people defend the story by saying, oh, Corrin's shelter. They grew up in a tower. They're supposed to be dumb as a brick, which could have worked if that was done more purposefully. But you can't have a dumb as shit protagonist whom everyone loves and looks up to and respects and believes and follows into battle. Those two things contradict each other, unless you make everyone an idiot, which is what Fates does. I, I really, really hate the term, when referring to almost anything, Mary Sue or Gary Stew or whatever. I, I just think it's like, in you know, it's kind of a cop-out when criticizing a story that you don't really have much to say about. But I don't really think there's a better word for Corrin. It's just, he's just like a guy, and he's the main character because plot. He's him. And he's... He's the dumbest character in a story of dumb characters, and he's supposed to be like your self-insert. And then finally, we go to chapter fifteen, where Corin is like walking around outside or something because he's upset that he's going to have to go kill more people. Spying on his and, cousin taking a bath. Yes, yeah, spying yeah. on his cousin <laughs> taking a bath. Yep. And <laughs> she's entering a water portal or something, and he follows her. And Gunther's there. How do I? How does Gunther get there? Do they did they explain no, that? Yeah, the, the, yes, bottom the bottomless canyon. The revelation is. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bottomless canyon. Right, bottomless yeah. canyon. And he's yeah, just he there. Got... He's cool. He's fine. Um, not evil he, in this. He's route. a great guy. 
No, no, I also like how when he comes back, they're like, wait, what happened to you? And he's like, oh, I was away, but now I'm back. And that same chapter, Felicia just fucking teleport, or Jacob, whoever you didn't pick, just teleports to my castle. And it's like, oh, they're here now. Yeah. Uh, Oh, by the way, I didn't I didn't mention the fact that during the whole dance thing in chapter 14, Azura is literally wearing the exact same clothing. It's just a different color. And there's what, like a shawl? There's a veil. Yeah, Yeah, she's got a veil over her head. And everyone was like, who's this mysterious woman performing this, you know, cursed ritual or something? And Corrin is like mystified. He's like, holy shit, the single person I know who's a performer that it looked exactly like. Is is the character who did this dance? It's like a Team Rocket level disguise. <laughs> it is. I, and like, it is. And I knew. Yeah. So this was infamous. So I I was aware of it before it came up. Like, oh, you know, the groans of increasing discomfort. It's who's the mysterious singer? It's Azura. Duh, Corn's an idiot. I knew that. What I did not know is that Corn being an idiot directly leads to a bunch of Hoshidans fucking dying. Because oh, yeah. Corn's yep. like, oh, I guess the the Hoshidans sent an assassin. That's a mysterious singer. Where does Zura go? I don't know. Whatever. Okay, let's kill him because they they broke yeah. the peace. Like, what yeah. Fucking... Well, the, well, the, the Hoshidans People are they... dead because Corin is stupid. I guess well, that's the, Hosh... kind of the theme of conquest. In that's general. kind of yeah. That is kind of the theme of conquest. Well, well, those and... Hoshidans they were they were gonna try and kill Garen anyways. The the dance actually had no no part of their plan at all anyways. Yeah, if anything, this kind I... of happened. Because... Yeah, if anything, I guess it's Azura who then put everyone on alert, which then led to the Hoshidans not being able to kill Garen at all. So it's actually Azura's fault. To what Husser's saying, though, they do say they go and kill every songstress that performs at the theater because of of Azura Azura trying to do her thing. uh, Leo actually then says that then they, through their royal royal family siblings, they're able to uh, actually cover up murdering all of them, all the songstress, and actually let all the songstress go. That's really convenient. It's very really convenient that no one, uh, no, that they somehow avoid actually having to murder all the innocent people. <laughs> Being but able to also, kill people non-lethally just runs in the family. Leo can do it. Corn it is, can do it's it. a skill. It's an yeah, acquired skill. I was going to say, that, that's skill. the one thing Devin left out. I think it's the Rainbow Sage chapter where Corn oh, miraculously yeah. Yeah. Oh, defeats every soldier without killing anyone. And I'm a big proponent of, I've, I love how in, pre, in older Fire Emblem games, there's a great like show don't tell sort of style of storytelling. Like where they typically they use like the actual in-game battles to show you different scenes. Like even with Radiant Dawn, which we just covered, you see that all the time when the Black Knight fights characters. Like you get to see that type of storytelling take place. And it bothers me that there was like no mechanic in Fates where if you injure an enemy soldier but don't kill them, they retreat or something. Just for right. that chapter. Right. If they're trying to like it's like they're totally trying to have their cake and eat it too to to say oh yeah like i don't want to fight you conveniently i knocked out all of you and i will let you all go now well then that could have a guy two things with that chapter one with the game gameplay wise they actually could have done something like that because the tower is two separate routes so you know if you just go up one and only kill like half half of the people and like uh you know you still got half your army like go we purposely didn't touch them but then also in part of the convenience of not killing someone with the Rainbow Sage, Iago orders Corrin to kill the Rainbow Sage in front yep. of him to be like, yep. all right, do it, prove it to me. Oh, and God, then the Rainbow Sage, yeah, then the Rainbow Sage is like, nah, don't worry, Corrin, you don't have to do it. And then he just like fucking he just fades, dies. fades he out. Just, he just dies. He just turns yeah. into a ghost. He just decides he's done and dies. <laughs> 
and the then Iago's the way, like, Iago's like, all right, I guess that counts. It's like, like well, he's dead. <laughs> I guess you technically did it. The best so part I'm of getting... it is how upset Corin is yeah. at the Rainbow Sage's death. <laughs> like he, he or she just flips out, and it's like, dude, you've known the Rainbow Sage for like not even more than one scene. He's and heard he's of like, him, dude. Though. It's fine. I want to die. I'll just end myself. He wanted to die. Let the man die. Damn it. True. Also, Devin, you left out an important detail, and that is in yes. Conquest. Uh, Corin's favorite food, which is how Silas is able to be like, "Hey, I'm your best of friend." Of course. Uh, steak, it's, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, or it's vegetable chowder. Mm. I think it also depends <laughs> on uh, male or Conquest female. Conquest. Corin well. is a vegetarian. Because uh, they don't like killing. As things. we all know, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, um, so I was, I was, I'm getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here, but I, do you guys remember? Do they ever give explanations? So the whole reason for Corn going to the Rainbow Stage, if if I remember, is like you're trying to unlock the power of the Yato or something like that, right? That, I, it's to get the Rainbow Sage's blessing, which it, which should in theory give them give the player or whoever receives the blessing immense right. power. In lore, right. I think it's uh, Garen's got it, Xander got it, uh, Rioma just Leo's got it. Got it. Re- no, no, Leo doesn't have it. Oh, Leo doesn't no. have it. Okay. No. Yeah, Rioma it's gets just it, but only, Garen, um, only in conquest. And yeah, okay. I think uh, Rioma's father, Suma, Suma, he probably I, did. He got it, and then some unnamed person, which never actually mentioned at all. I don't think. But mechanically, so the way that, it's just nothing. Powering changes. up the Yato. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. So the way they do it in the story is it's like when you meet classes that have legendary weapons, you know, I think it's Takami and Ryoma and Birthright and then Leo and Xander and Conquest, your sword suddenly powers up. And that happens at the end or the beginning beginning or end of 14 when of 14. Uh, Leo, yeah, end of 14 when Leo and Corrin are together. You get Xander at the very beginning of sixteen. Theoretically, should it not like reach its final form then? No, no, because it's also it's also has like a will bond requirement. It can tell okay. oh, which of course. Yeah. yeah, it also convenience because <laughs> you get it. I can't remember. You get it like just before, you get it like, earlier. I, I in conquest, you I think you get it. I think you get it when you fight Iago and Hans again. I think that's yeah. When you get that blessing because I mean. You also in birthright. You're also with Takumi, like with forever. Takumi and Ryoma forever. It's the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, but and then you meet the Rainbow Sage, and then only unlocks Takumi, even though Ryoma's also right there. So it's yeah. like another one of yeah. those like random convenient power ups that like ah oh, they want nice, it to happen nice. at a specific time, so it will. No, they couldn't have come up with another a better reason. No, other than just no, there was no other option. option. Okay, there they, was yeah. no other option. But yeah, well, the, I the, I stepped out for a second earlier, but did we mention the end of 15 where they uh, un- unveil Slime Daddy, Garen, ah, or should we? Yes, yeah, so yeah, at the end of 15, Azura has a glass ball that she shows to Korn that reveals that right. uh, Garen has actually been a slime Garen this entire time, and possessed and that by that means he's bad? Because he's slime. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, there's, that, there's, that was there's the literally, point. There's literally no reason. Or anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, well, that that's his I, true I don't know. form, which well, was like all right, okay. So in the in the yeah. dialogue, there because Azura's like, "Hey, Corin, we need to kill Garen. He's like a bad guy." Yep. But then Corin's like, "But like, he's my dad, though. So like, I don't think we gotta kill him." And she's like, "No, look at this ball. He's actually a slime guy." 
and the slime guy parts the breaking point not all of the like atrocities and the war crimes and the no, the blatant it's the murder fact that he's it's slime. the slime guy yeah we right. yeah. recently discovered that they're actually a fucking quadrupedal dragon is really yeah. really prejudiced <laughs> about this kind of stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah he hates slime people he's so against it also yeah. then, um they, they don't worry on this orb they cover themselves only people who like have dragon blood can activate the orb and then the orb shatters and they can't go get another orb because they have to go back to vala they can't do that that'd take up too much yeah. time and they can't like go be like, "Hey, we're gonna go take a trip into this lake real quick, and we're gonna head to Vala. We're gonna talk about all this shit." No, Keegan, they gotta like Keegan. Keegan, you need what? to be careful. You keep saying Vala, and you're gonna like just disappear, bro. God, I hope anyone, so. anyone who talks to Vala, just fuck for some reason. God, just I hope bounce. so. So, I hope everything so. this game is guilty of, that has to be like the oh, yeah, worst plot contrivance <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. But, but then at going, the end, did they mention that in Conquest, or is that? Yeah, so Zura's like, yeah, 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 at the yeah. end, Zura's like, so, hey, don't talk about this fight. Yeah, like, Corrin really tries to right. start talking about it, and Zura's like, you need to stop, or else we're just going to be, like, just gone. Yeah, we'll just be Thanos snapped. And then. That cutscene? Oh, sorry. And that it also. This is also when Azura then tells Corrin, like, all right, here's here's what we need to do. We need to have Garen yeah. sit on the thr- Hoshidan throne, and then that will reveal to everyone that. Garen's an evil slime monster, and that's then how you can because kill. reasons, yeah, right. And, so and again, it's not only Corrin that being a slime monster is a breaking point for; it's also every other Norian sibling, yeah, because they're also the totally down for all these war crimes. But the second that their daddy is a slime daddy, that's too far. That's too well, that's far. also the thing they're not all yeah. they're not down with the war crimes. They do their best to like avoid doing the war crimes. And just getting them on side is considered worth conquering all of Hoshido. That's like an right. acceptable yeah. trade-off. Yeah, I yeah. think that's... They're like, that's hey, what... we, can, we can kill Garen. We just have to, like, conquer an entire other country, slaughter its people and its royals, and leave it in shambles. But, that, like, yeah. Garen will be dead, also, though. That's pretty big. That was I also that... so funny to me, because she holds up the orb, and in the cutscene, it's just Garen's regular portrait sprite, like, in the orb. <laughs> yeah. And I swear to God, it, it looked like they were, like, summoning him in Heroes. Like, that's true. You summon Grave Lime yeah. Garen. It's the seasonal variant. I'm yeah. so... I, I was gonna say this to you two who play Heroes, Chef more than Keegan, way more than I Keegan don't. at this yeah. point. You don't really play it, but you still keep up with like the characters that they add and stuff like that. Sort of. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of shocked they have not done some kind of like Garen slime alt yet. That would be hilarious. That'd be we, so we may funny. Ne- we may never we may never know. But yeah, it's just no. the orb convenience of like, all right, you got some you have something, uh, Darren? I Similar to my brilliant uh, Radiant Dawn rewrite, I just thought of a great rewrite that could really help salvage the Conquest story and make it the morally complex tale that it so wants to be and tries to present itself as. So, a big part of of what we were just talking about is the Hoshi, not the Hoshi, the Norian siblings are generally pretty good people. They try to minimize the horrible atrocities that their country commits and that their father is trying so hard to do every day all the time so war crimes what if instead of having this whole subplot of you know garen being this awful slime monster and we need to conquer the country just so he sits on this one particular chair and hopefully he actually sits on it maybe you know he won't sit and be like i don't want this throne because i have my own throne but you know whatever what if instead of him being a horrible slime monster he's just a dick right he's just a horrible inhuman monster who's a human yeah not a slime guy 
what if, let's say three quarters of the game, like they're like, oh, we need to find like a, a chance, an opportunity to take out father and maybe we can stop the war. And so they go along with it, trying to find like weaknesses or maybe turn allies in the army and in Nor against Garen or like some of the, his own retainers. Let's say like that's their idea. So they're going along with it. And eventually three quarters of the way through, they take out Garen. They're successful. But maybe since the siblings and Corrin would be promoted then to the leadership status, would discover that their country is a war machine and they have no choice but to keep going. And so the moral complexity is them trying to balance this impoverished country they're from and trying to minimize the deaths of this thing. But like the war's grown so big that they can't necessarily stop it at that point. So, so you just yeah, want and instead Brady of Corrin, and Don to... Instead the of blood, being an uh, idiot, blood contract, but the they're country, sheltered, the country, they think no. they're helping the country. Gradually, they realize that they're doing fucked up shit. Yeah. But then they embrace it because of family and, you know, you know, they're caught in the system. They ultimately... Or, or maybe it's even a thing where the Hoshidan siblings and whatnot are going so, so far to win. Like, whatever it takes to win, that they're like, we have to stop them now. Like, we've pushed the them into thing... a corner and now they're doing atrocities. Yeah. The, the other thing I'd add on to that, Darren, I like that rewrite. The other thing I'd add on, just purely from a writing perspective, is it's like... I mean, everyone knows this who's played Fates. I think it's one of the most common criticisms. Garen is such, like, a cartoonishly evil villain that it's, it's like, hard to even take him seriously. I just wish... I, I feel like they were kind of going for, like, a Hamlet-esque story with this, where it's like, instead of trying to take out your uncle, you're trying to take on your adoptive father, uh, you know, like, uncle in Hamlet there's just there's like there's no humanization there's nothing about this guy that is, is remotely redeemable like you can have him be a horrible person but give him something like i don't know maybe he really loves his wife or something like that or he is really protective about his kids just give him something to make him feel a little bit more like a real person instead of like they were going for hamlet but they ended up with like fucking blues clues here <laughs> <laughs> I think Xander is like a throwaway line of like, I, like, I remember Father being nice kids. once. Like, he yeah. keeps sending Corrin to die. There's no need for that to be true. He can just say, go put down the rebellion and achieve. I'm proud of you, Corrin. Like, yeah, exactly. And that, and that would at least make change. him... No, and that would make him feel like, okay, like, this guy has all these horrible things, but at least, you know, maybe he justifies it internally as like, I'm doing it for my kids to protect their legacy because, you know, the Hoshidans are hostile. It's like, that's not complicated, but at least it's something. At least it and, gives us something to latch on And that would fit well with, like, let Hans be, like, Mr. War Crime, but he's also like, I got you, bro, when Corrin's, like, <laughs> yeah. walking and doing it, you know? Have, have Iago and, and, be, like, the master strategist who, you know, is annoyed by you but doesn't set you up to die. No, Iago at that point can literally just be Iago from like uh, from Othello yeah. to a degree, where it's like he he is a manipulator and he's mustache like twirlingly evil, but at the same time maybe he's jealous of Corin or something like that. He wants that kind of affection from Garen. Just a simple change be like, like that. Tom Hagen for the Nor royal family. Yeah, yeah. So I love the story. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I'm yeah, I, 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 I really liked it. I, really I will say it. this. It engaged me at all. Like, I was not completely bored the way I was with Engage. Like, yeah, you were, you if, were if looking, looking for... at two stories that completely fucked everything up from start to finish, I will take the one that tried to be interesting and failed over the one that did not try to be interesting and still failed. Yeah, I guess. I, guess. I don't In know. Terms... There's some... I think I like Engage's story more at the end of the day, just because it's like... 
I, I don't know. It, at least a couple of the characters are sort of cool. And did you did you finish Engage? I don't remember, Husser. No, Husser didn't. He, he stopped at like chapter 9 or something. So. There's a no, few like cutscenes. 14 or 15 okay, or something. There's a few cutscenes, one in particular, those who have played Engage probably know what I'm talking about, that come out of the end of the game where it's like, to be honest, they don't like earn the emotion at all. It feels like it comes out of nowhere, but they're surprisingly like kind of well written. <laughs> I I'm well, speaking about one in particular with who who's the girl villain? Vale. Vale. Zephia. Not Vale. Zephia. Yeah, there's one with oh, Zephia at the end. Oh, and there's some one. stuff with Marnie wow. where it's like this this is not earned. Like these characters you don't yeah, care no. enough about for it to be earned, but it is surprisingly like tragic <laughs> sad well, well, like, we can, i'm like wow i almost feel something that that's why yeah we can talk about it when we get yeah to we engage, can talk about but, that but i'll save that later i was gonna say in terms of rewriting and whatnot i think instead of doing a complete complete story overall in terms of just if you were to maintain like all the force to maintain all the beats i think you would need to have the chapter 15 slime garen reveal i think that needed to be like way earlier just mm-hmm. to have it because it's our. It's completely obvious immediately the first chapter you're back that like all right, Garen's completely evil. Yeah. What 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 do? Because for the first for the first fifteen chapters, Corn doesn't have any game plan of like all right, no. how am I gonna? No, what is like my goal? Yeah, yeah, like you're just he trying has to no keep goal. Dad happy, and he's like, I'm gonna make a and, change. Well, he's right. he's also trying to not die to be completely yeah, fair to, to the game. I think there's, right. also, there's also a bit of. I I want to change Nor from within. Right, there's a little bit but of that going. on. A little bit, but it's not fully thought anything. out. Not, but not in his actions. But, but Corin's yeah, not successful because he's like, oh, we'll knock out every soldier we fight. That way, we're not killing all these people. And then it's like, oh, great, you knocked out all these soldiers. Yeah, we just killed them all there. They're unarmed. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Hans. Got yeah, but bad. if you have if you have the slime the slime reveal early and let, then that gives that corn <laughs> ideal <laughs> that gives corn like the goal of like okay you know Garrett has to sit on the throne to you know be revealed to be evil if if you have to keep all that beat then it's like all right then then he starts getting beats of like all right how how can I minimize the casualties of a Hoshiden defeat because obviously you have to defeat Hoshido, but then you, you, he starts to get the idea, a more direct plan of them, just like, oh, you know, we shouldn't kill we shouldn't kill these people because killing's wrong and he's like, you know, I'm not gonna kill you guys just so in the future when we you can enjoy the peace eventually, but not as like uh, in the hopes that you guys won't kill us later. A so really easy change that would not fix everything by a long shot, but it would make things a lot better for very little effort is just change it from he needs to sit on the Hoshiden throne to be, like, revealed who he is so we can prove it to just, like, if he doesn't sit on the throne, he's unkillable. You can't kill a... Azura can exposition dump about slime monsters from Vala because she knows about Hoshiden. She can be like, you can't kill a slime monster unless they sit on a Hoshiden throne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the light the light of the Hoshiden throne weakens the slime. And yeah. Makes yeah. It, uh, he's, or hardens the slime in a sense that he's then able to be penetrated by weapons. So, yeah, that, that works as well. Just something... Of, a more clear reason of why I have to go to Hoshido or have him sit on the Hoshiden throne. The Hoshiden yeah, throne sure. is actually a, the biggest concentration of dragon veins in the entire continent. And if we can get Garen to sit <laughs> oh, on it so at the exact moment where we activate the dragon vein, we can reveal his true form and he'll be vulnerable. Uh, yeah. That's so good. 
Yeah, and ha- and have that happen at the start. Just give Korra the goal instead of meandering Or just along. have Makoto casually mention, did you know that the throne of Oshido is the biggest yeah, concentration it, yeah. of all the dragon veins in the actually, entire actually, world? She does reveal, like, well, hey, did you know that the throne will, like, reveal a true form? That that was that was Makoto that that was Makoto in in the branch of H yeah Yeah. she's like yeah whoever the the Hoshiden throne has the ability to reveal the true form of anyone who sits on it and then in chapter fifteen Corin is like oh yeah Makoto said that yeah it wasn't even it wasn't even Corin's plan that wasn't even like a direct payoff it's It's Azura's plan which makes her look really like fuck Hoshido like those assholes kidnapped me like Corin's an idiot if I just tell him this plan that we have to kill him they'll believe it. If if Cor if Corn had worked or if Corn had worked through that plan like after the first because the first time he comes back, Garen immediately wants to kill him. Is only saved by Xander saying, "You also have to kill me." Yeah. He's only saved yeah. because of that. At that point, Corn should should have immediately been putting the gears together. Like, okay, Garen really wants me dead. Xander can't be here forever. Like, all right, what what? How do I beat Garen here? Or what? How do I defeat? What is the defeat plan for Garen? But well, we will talk about the defeat of Garen in next time. Next time, we will. We will. <laughs> I was going to say. I think we're we're kind of we, exhausted we've covered, here. Yeah, we've covered I don't want to destroy beats yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. We got to save some rage for next time. Well, but yeah. I, do think I was going to say. To note before we move on, the before conquest plot totally falls apart in chapter fifteen. It's still very bad. Well, we're it's about not to, like yeah. it was good and promising and then it made a misstep. There was just nothing going on and it wasn't as egregious because the stupid bits were more self-contained and then it becomes yeah. the whole plot. Well, get ready for chapter 17 and 18 because that's that's when the nonsense is at its absolute peak <laughs> of like, what are we doing? Yep. All right, guys, should we get to a uh, mailbag here and then get yeah. out of here? All right. So we got three quick questions. Uh, one is kind of a two-parter. I guess we can start with that. Our first question is from Boss Helix, who says, maybe this is a weird question, but did you have fun? I, I said at the start, as much as this story pains me, this is gameplay-wise one of my absolutely favorite games in the series. I think it's a blast. I, I had a lot of fun playing through the game. How about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I'll just go first because I... Uh was pretty much talking about this already there's spikes of frustration mostly because it's a blind playthrough i don't think that would really happen on a second one the gameplay is very fun like it's satisfying to use these systems which are very well developed i like brainless fire emblem i enjoyed like fe8 but having to think is probably better and it's certainly good in its own right yeah i think for me personally I enjoy this game far more than Birthright. Birthright, when we were kind of like planning our episodes to record, I kind of felt like I was dragging my feet a bit. Whereas with Conquest, I pretty much did like all the chapters that we needed to do in like a couple different settings, like pretty early on. I was pretty keen to get started. And I also think part of it, you know, I always talk about how take everything we say about gameplay and stuff with a grain of salt because we are doing like a challenge mode, like a special type of gameplay. It's not like a vanilla experience. So yeah. things are generally easier and less annoying when you're playing casually than when you do a challenge run like this, a draft. Uh, I do think because of how well I prepared for Conquest, like my whole goal for the draft was be ready for Conquest. And I feel like that really helped and I'm, I'm having a lot more fun. Whereas with Birthright, I had... I was basically just using like three characters like the whole time 
Whereas this game, I'm sure. like, oh yeah, I got this person and this person, and I and I've been doing different strategies, which I feel like Conquest, because of the challenge, forces you to adapt to. Yeah, and just to add on top of that, so but the second part of Boss's question here, Boss Helix's question was, a lot of people do challenge runs, and I want to know, did you find this a chore or something you actually found enjoyable in the effort? I, I agree, Darren. Like, you know, we just did Radiant Dawn before doing this game. That's a great game that sort of falls apart a little bit in a challenge run. I think the Fates series of games, especially when you do it the way that we do, where you're kind of forced by default to draft around Conquest if you want to have any semblance of, you know, having a smooth ride throughout the game. And it's fun. It makes you, you know, it makes you make decisions, use units you probably never would have used. Really like kind of dive. Mozu. Yeah, yeah, Archer <laughs> Mozu. Dive more into the reclass system than you might normally. Like, for example, I went um, male Corrin specifically so I could marry him to Effie in my run, and then I could use the, what is it, the partner seal, I think it's called? The heart to seal. The, no, 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 partner for. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, so they get married, and I had Corrin's secondary class be a wyvern. So then they get married, she can use the partner seal, and she'll get the wyvern class from. Corin, just like that's not the kind of thing i would have done on a normal playthrough i probably would have i don't know used her for a few chapters and benched her maybe like great knight stat sticked her but yeah it i i wouldn't have done that normally so it doesn't in this game in particular does not feel like a chore to me yeah keegan yeah keegan you've been having fun yeah generally i mean i do really enjoy the gameplay of conquest uh i i mean there's been I think, like Hussred said, there's been chapters that are difficult, but at no point do they feel like they're bullshit or unmanageable. I mean, maybe the back half will be. I don't want to speak too soon. But um, for there the most be. part, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a spoiler. It's a yes, there will be. Um, yes. But I mean, for the for the most part, a lot of the like the difficult chapters, it's like it's it's hard. It'll probably it might take a couple of like resets, but like it's nothing un- unachievable, even on like a draft setting where you're running with like a pretty small group because i mean i i don't have a ton of characters yet and at the point we've stopped i don't have xander yet there's like another two chapters i think so i don't even have like my full team i'm running on like just about enough people to get it done and there is something kind of satisfying about that or i've basically got like when they're paired up i've got like two combat units and i've got a whole lot that has to get done with like those two combat units and i i just i generally have enjoyed it um my decision to um to pick Anna was a slightly regrettable in on this route. <laughs> not and not because Anna's bad. I'm gonna be clear. No, it's Anna's the map, good, right? It's yeah, the map. It, that yeah. What, the <laughs> shit I had to do to beat that map without tearing my hair out was miserable. Um, in Birthright, it wasn't as bad because you gain EXP from DLC maps. So I mean, yeah. you can just have corn like kill everything. They'll be like level 15 at the end of it, and they're broken for the rest of the game. You don't gain EXP from DLC maps that aren't like the specific the, EXP yeah. map in uh, in Conquest. Is that true? I wow. yes. that. Yeah, that is so true. Yes. Wild. Only the yeah. only like the specific EXP grinding map gives you XP, which That's I forgot insane. until I went into this chapter. As I, I did it after chapter seven, I think, and Corn was like level eleven, and I was as I was doing attempts at it, beating my head into a wall. I kind of noticed that I hadn't leveled up at any point because I'm like usually when I'm doing these resets. I've got to like spam through levels and they piss me off because it's like yeah. I have to sit there for like five seconds and wait for the little numbers to ding. I was like, that didn't happen. And I was like, right, I don't gain XP. This is conquest. Yeah. And, that's um, insane. I never knew that. 
yeah, I ended up having to uh, promote Corrin before Chapter 8 to even have a chance to beat it because I needed tomes, so I had to go to Nor Noble to, like, even beat it. It just mm-hmm. wasn't possible with swords. I had, um... I tried using, like, the Killing Edge from Renown and, like, critting my way out of it, and that just also wasn't feasible. It would have taken oh. an absolutely yeah. stupid amount of luck. But, I mean, aside from my own self-imposed restriction, this has been pretty fun. Yeah, you could have also avoided that by not drafting Anna, who wasn't even on no. the... No, on, I, not stand even available on the draft. I stand by my decision. <laughs> I knew what I signed up for, and this is also the worst one I have to do. So it'll be much easier in red. Or at least not as miserable as it was this time. Yeah, Chef, right. how about you? I think it's just you left. Yeah, right? I've been having a blast. It's 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 so much fun. Have you been, have you been having more fun than birthrights? About the same amount of fun. It, a different a different type of fun. Let's go with that. <laughs> but yeah, the game is just so t- tightly designed, especially the first yeah. half of chapters where there's something unique for just about every one of them. So you know, even the first chapter, it's a it's just a warm-up for, like, all right, here's what the Conquest enemies are like. Then you get the Ice Village, like, okay, can you visit, can you outrun the village, the soldiers, get the mm. villagers? Yeah. And, and Chapter 10, Chapter 10 is a great defend map. Then, yeah, Chapter 10, and, good. We, we should be required to say it because this is... Yeah, yeah, yeah chap, Chapter 10 is Chapter 10, good. good. Yeah, and, you know, it does have, it does have those difficulties that have been, you know, mentioned before, but it's, there aren't, there aren't like a bunch of reinforcements that like no way you could have known there's that they would have popped up. There yeah, are it's a not few, awakening. Yeah, there are a few here and there, but a lot of a lot of the difficulty just comes from like the pre-existing formation. Like the chap- chapter chapter 13 that was talked about like a lot of the difficulty comes from Reyna and all the cavaliers she's with and like they all have they all have the over- overlapping attack ranges mm-hmm. and they have the varied weapon types and like like Okay, how how do I approach this? But it's also the pre-existing thing, so yeah. you have to like you have to just start at, you have to start look you have to basically look at all the menus, especially with like skills. You know, the enemies have a lot of skills. Like oh, yeah. in the counter lunch, archers, they, they love lunch. They love lunch. <laughs> yeah, lunch. Yeah, lunch. They, yeah, they love lunch. lunch. <laughs> the enemies love to have saying. lunch. Yeah. So um, everything's just so tight, just just tightly designed and thought out and really put puts it puts it to the puts the tactical thinking and strategic gameplay to going to the test going back to this game after playing engage you know not too far beforehand it really does feel like in a lot of ways engage is a follow-up to this game in particular just for everything we've said you know kind of ridiculous nonsensical bland story well with also having some of the tightest gameplay in the entire series um, so next two questions here, I'm going to group together just because they're very similar. Got from Penn. He said, did you find the second seal system useful or forgettable? And then, oh shit, though, great name, <laughs> says, <laughs> does the limit to reclassing add to the uniqueness of a character, or is it just tedious and unfun? Should future entries follow this model or continue with the no-holds-barred approach? Then uh, they just confirm that, by the way, if you guys didn't, I think everyone on the podcast knows, but listeners, um, you can get anyone to anyone class with work in this game. I personally, you guys might feel differently. I think this is the absolute best reclassing has been in the entire series. I I really like the restrictions because as we've talked about on this podcast before, 
restrictions lead to more interesting choices from the player in terms of gameplay and in different decisions that you're going to make with your units. So having these restrictions, it makes you think twice about things. And even though you can get everyone to every every class with a lot of work, it still puts a lot more thought and effort than you might normally put into with supports and pairing different characters. So it's cool because with the work, yeah, you can get, you know, whatever class to, to Wyvern or Cavalier or something like that. But there are certain hoops you might have to jump through where it might not be worth it in the end. It makes you make those interesting gameplay decisions. So I I love it. I think it's great. Darren, have, yeah, Darren, you got yeah, that? I have, I have something I want to yeah. add to this because I think you're partly on the money. I do think it is a good system, mm-hmm. and I think it's better than Awakenings. Just do whatever you want. Go to all these classes anytime you want. Keep leveling up forever. Whatever, yep. I don't care. Uh, Awakenings just weird like that. Um, the one thing I wish this game had, it's partly you know in the modern day age of the internet, like you can just look up uh, on the wiki and figure out what classes get what skills. I wish the game had a way to preview that. For seeing mm-hmm. like a chart for all the different classes a unit by default has access to, That's and true. maybe it shows sure, you like yeah. a web going like, "Hey, if you pair so and so 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 together, they unlock these classes." And then just yeah. a way to know like, okay, at this level I'll get this skill, and so you can just do that planning in the game without having to consult the wiki to figure out your ideal yeah. build. Similar yeah. to how we still can't see growths. Yeah, that okay. should be a yeah. thing. It's so yeah. true. 17, ga- 17 <laughs> oh, games man. in the series and can't be the most. 30, 30 it's okay. Years. They're not real. They don't Intelligence systems is just like, guys, guys, like, your character's just going to be like special and unique every time. Don't worry about it. And it's like, don't we, worry. Stop we know the magic trick. Stop they're, like know the magic trick. they're like, if they Pokemon. showed growths, then they'd have to reckon with the fact that a lot of supposedly growth units are actually just terrible and never worth the investment. Yeah, then they'd have to True. reckon with it. Yeah, the preview, some sort of preview for like a lot of the later skills, especially for like the tier twos classes. Yeah, the skills yeah. as well. That's very uh, the, yeah. the level fifteen classes. Cause yeah, because you're you don't, you're gonna struggle to get those in like a normal playthrough. I mean, in yep. some some characters might not even get them at all, depending right. on how and much you very, use them. It's very late, and you need a lot to be able to get multiple like uh, level fifteen promoted skills. Like you need to do like a lot of advanced planning, with Mm-hmm. And especially with the level cap being effectively a hard twenty, especially mm-hmm. in conquest, you can't. You're not really able to go above twenty. Like you only get like five levels of fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty to really get get those really good skills. So you need to plan out, but you have no way of knowing unless you use the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like Hoshino brought up three houses. Like that's a game where there's very little reason not to make all your combat units wyvern riders. And just make the rest like yeah, yeah, yeah. You want those choices, and not you know the characters in this game suck, so it doesn't matter. But like in theory, having limited reclass options, you can make it informed by character. Like Awakening did that. Like Callum can become a thief because he's invisible. That kind of stuff, you know. Whereas it's not as character locked as this is their one class forever, but you can at least play with it a little more. Whereas like in Three Houses, no one has any class identity in a meaningful way because they can all be everything, which fits. It's that game because they're all students. They're clay to be molded by you. But in most games, that's not really what you'd want to go for. Keegan? It also... I mean, um, I mean, I mean, like, it kind of just comes down to, like, comparing Three Houses to, like, games like Faith's Fourth Classes, just kind of individuality. I mean, like you said, like, a lot of physical units can be very homogenous in, like, Three Houses, where, like, oh, you just want to go, like, Wyvern or wh- whatever the best classes are. You just want to put most of your physical units 
in that class. And if you have a hard time getting to that class, you're worse off by default compared to someone who is. Whereas in Fates, you have you have your default class. You have one extra reclass, and then you can have like partner seals and marriage seals, and you can you can get pretty creative with a lot of those. Even if you don't explore like marriages and A plus supports, you still have a whole other class with two other promoted classes with and with all of those skill options. You can get pretty creative with what you do, and it gives a lot of characters individuality where they like actually have things that they are specifically good at, where that you don't really see that as much in um in three houses. Right, yeah. yeah. No, or yeah, engage three, really. Yeah, yes. or engage. Yeah, the in in three houses, really the only limiting factor of like what class you send people in is actually like what battalion you have available, which is an entirely separate thing. But yeah. not really. Like you can't True. have everyone. You can't have everyone be a wyvern because then you don't have you don't have enough good battalions. But aside from that, but even then, it, the battalions aren't tied to people. So you could you could get Edelgard like the Blue Lion battalion brigade or whatever like ah oh, yeah that that's that's lore wise fine but <laughs> so in that sense yeah three houses doesn't care in that sense about i want to mention very quickly before we move on here this will be the last point um i the other thing that i think is worth mentioning with the uh the whole class change stuff is i really like how instead of in awakening where your your player character your avatar character Literally everything. any class in the game, no matter what, all the time, it makes you make a decision at the very beginning of the game. Because not only does that affect your main character, as we've said with these different systems, buddy seals, partner seals, all that stuff, it also affects other characters and who you might pair with the main character. So you're not, you know, if you uh, if you pair the main character with um, another character in Awakening, I believe the kid can get any any class, right? Yep. Yes. I think both yeah, kids can get any class. Yeah, yep. that's not the case in this game, and that yeah, it's just another another layer. That's cool. Yeah, the Kana. Yeah, Kana is very limited and sucks a lot in the game compared oh, we to. We love Kana. Oh yeah, we love <laughs> Kana. Gameplay wise, it's a good way to do a customizable avatar. They can do anything, but they can't do anything. Well, you have the to choose what they do. Ex yeah. yeah, exactly. They exactly. Can, they, can, they can do anything, but they can't do everything. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And last question here from Varun. Uh, they started typing this, I think, as we were reading one of the other questions. So yeah. you just made it, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the last question is, would you say Conquest has the most challenging gameplay in the series? Hard classic mode. I'm going to say yes with an asterisk. And the asterisk is going to be, if we define challenging as not necessarily like the most difficult in the series but the one that asks the most about the player with with you know relatively speaking there's always going to be a moment that catches you off guard or you know you feel like you you should have your unit shouldn't have died or something like that it's the fairest as well where we could say something like I don't know, you know, Max Stars, FE12 or something like that. It's like, I mean, it's probably more difficult. Or FE6, it's like maybe a more difficult hard mode, but that's mostly because your units aren't like hitting things <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, yeah this like game Rune, feels... Rune was asking about hard classic, which is like not the hardest difficulty mode in the game. It's like, is this no. the hardest experience when you're not going for those lunatic, maddening, hard five craziness? In that, yeah, in that regard, exactly. yeah, that right. definitely yes. Yeah, if the compare if the comparable is then like at normal mode FE six and like or like one star uh, uh, shadow dragon shadow or dragon. something, yeah, yeah, then like yeah, 
even, I feel like it but, might be one more difficult than that in terms yeah. of like the equivocal because like for some games it's hard to have a direct comparison because they're like hard right. classics more of a recent standard they've established. Sure. Yeah, but you can go back like Radiant Dawn hard or normal in the states, um, like mm-hmm. that kind of middle you know second from the top difficulty right. level. Some games have more, so it's harder to do an apples to apples like the yeah. Yeah, but, or then, or then you have, then you have like sacred stones, like ah, yes, yeah. easy, normal, difficult, but difficult mm. is like basically normal. Yeah, but yeah, in terms Same of just path of radiance, in terms of just like middle difficulty, probably uh, the only only really compare the uh, com- comparison would be F- FE twelve. Yeah, That's the only. Yeah, but aside that from that, like uh, three stars or something, probably. Yeah, where. But but beyond that, yeah, actually, even even at like at absolute max, like lunatic and hard five, probably I guess then the edge goes to FE twelve. But yeah. it is it is one of the most difficult. I feel like engage hard mode. Maybe it's just because that's a game. Engage is you know, kind of recently. close. That would probably I, be the closest I, thing. I feel like for me, like granted, I've played through Conquest once before. This is another time I've played through it. So I kind of mm-hmm. know what to expect, but there were chapters in Engage, which when I did my Engage playthrough, I did it on Hard Classic. Um, there were chapters where I w- I was sitting there and I was like, I'm not sure what I would do in a draft, or I'm not sure what yeah. I would be doing if I were on a higher difficulty. There were chapters like yeah. that, whereas going through Conquest right now with a draft, I'm like, this is more manageable than I was expecting. So maybe it's a bit of a recency thing, but I feel like Engage probably well, we'll to see. give it with the, later closest maps shape, too. the closest shape, <laughs> yeah. I think. For specifically yeah. hard classic. Yeah. yeah, well, Engage also has, like, the customability of, uh, customization of the rings, and, you know, if you don't you gotta you gotta find your groove with the ring. And if you don't exactly. realize, there's a certain time limit early on in the game to yeah. get some really important <laughs> skills before they're gone for like you know fifty percent of the game. Then yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that, 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 that experience. That's part of why I stole that on engage. Like Canto, no good skills from the early yeah. game. I've heard yeah. Canto is pretty good. I don't know about you guys. I've heard that's a yeah, good can, skill. Canto no, very, okay. Canter, yeah, not Canto. Yeah, I'm different. sorry, Canter. I'm so well, sorry. Yes, we yeah. we moved on. Never mind the fact that we even, don't call it that anymore. Even three Heroes houses calls it calls Canto. It, yeah, <laughs> Heroes houses, calls it yeah. Canto. Three houses calls it Canto. No, now the age of Canto. It's always been Canter. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. exactly. But yeah, uh, I mean, if if you're looking for hard but not too hard, or if you're not looking for the absolute hardest, then Conquest hard probably. Probably. Yeah, if it. you've got like an aversion yep. to lunatic modes, but you yeah, want if you, the if you find it's not that. This yeah, if you find it. lunatic type stuff like BS or too much, then a conquest hard is probably as high, as best as high as you can go. Then, which chef do you fine. think? Yeah, before we before we get out of here, chef, do you think? Um, I was just thinking about this. Do you think lunatic birthright or conquest hard is more difficult? I think actually, conquest hard might might be tougher than it prob- probably probably just due, due to pure map mechanics. Yeah, probably, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Especially a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of the later maps, their map mechanics. Yeah, that's the other thing too. You. That's the other thing too. We're talking about the heart, the difficulty, and we're we're not at the the most tedious or difficult parts of this game. Yeah, we're yeah we're, no, we're going to be we're approaching, when we're approaching we come back at the, yeah, uh, the for the next one. Also, what Darren can, I was going to say, we can at least point to the specific mechanics for each map of like why it makes this chapter. 
yeah. so much more difficult. Yeah. Darren, to add on to your engage point too, I think maybe before DLC stuff, uh, Conquest or Engage maybe is a little bit harder than, I, I don't know, it's hard to say. Maybe it's a little bit harder than, uh, you know, hard classic in Conquest. But once you get all the DLC stuff and all the updates and stuff, that, that kind of breaks Engage. Yeah, and you, <laughs> so, get, you, get a lot, you get a lot of free stuff. You get a lot of stuff. Throw away. <laughs> but. You yeah. do get some in Conquest too, from like path rewards and renown and shit. Uh, that it's not as it's, it's it's not, not as game extreme. breaking. Well, well, the, no. well, the renown. If you have enough enough of the renown, if you were able to farm the renown before, actually, no, the Wi-Fi services are still up. I think right? you still can. Yeah, the Wi-Fi yeah, you could, yeah. Fast, right? it's, it's just a fast. Yeah, so that that's still well. You can also uh, Nintendo Online. It, it is a massive pain in the up. ass to farm renown, though. Uh, yeah, Godspeed yeah. anyone who wants to put themselves through that. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's not worth. But if you were to do it, then hey, you know there's there, there's there's like two of every stat booster you can get. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there. A lot is stuff. that is that one of the ones where it's like you street pass with someone and then if you both no. have the game running or whatever you get, or is that Awakening? That might be that, how that, that's Awakening. awakening. In 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 okay. Bates, it's you you visit other people's my castle. Yeah. Then ah, and you, if you beat it, you and, get renown. Yeah. Okay. Then you battle yeah. them. Then you can get three renown. <laughs> you need like nine hundred ninety nine thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> to max everything. Yeah, well, I think it's only four digits, okay? It's not yeah. that bad. It's only asking you to do like 3,000 right. battles or so. It's fine. I'm sure we'll all do that once we cover Revelation and the Renown items are allowed, so I can't wait. Um, oh, no, Renown's great. been allowed. It's just not the multiple oh, path bonuses. Oh, has yeah. it? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I've been abusing okay. it. I just assumed I was cheating and uh, didn't care. Yeah, no. Yeah, you, you got all those stat boosters, all those things. Cool. Like, yeah, I don't have to feel crack, bad crack open the uh, Renown rewards. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. do that. Yeah. So, all right. any yeah, so final that's... comments from anyone here? Or Yeah, so this didn't come up before, but I want to mention it. Chapter 15, sure. uh, the chapter where the plot goes totally off the rails, really <laughs> awesome. I was a huge fan. It's not talked about much because it's not that hard, like especially in the context of Conquest. But it has this really cool gimmick where you can mirror your units on like two different islands. Yeah. Um, and you can go, the bottom island has much like tougher enemies with more skills and stuff, but they're all holding stat boosters. So you can do the escape objective, or you can push to kill the boss, or you can kind of go as far as you can and then have to leave. 